0: When we think about Iran, we think about the Muslim leaders who express great hostility to Israel in the United States. We think about how Iran is a major sponsor of terrorism all over the world, and how it wants to develop nuclear weapons. We see the many ways that Iran is an enemy nation, but what about the many people in Iran who aren't enemy, who don't agree with their country's leadership, or who have no opposition to the Western world, and even those who question Islam? and are searching for God or the truth. That's our topic in this episode of Foreshadows Report. Welcome to Foreshadows Report, a podcast in which we look at the ways we can be instructed and encouraged by Bible prophecy This is Steve Miller, and our focus in this episode is how we can be praying for the people of Iran. My original plan for this podcast was to continue the series I began last week on prophetic hotspots in today's world. In that podcast, we looked at Iran, and next, I planned to look at Russia. But in the meantime, I've had a cold, which you can probably tell in my voice, and I needed extra time to be able to prepare the podcast on Russia. And I thought it would be a good idea for this week for us to revisit some of what I said last week about praying for the people of Iran. Part of this was spurred by a couple of emails I received recently, emails that moved me very deeply. As you know, Iran's religious and military leaders have a strong hatred for both Judaism and Christianity. That makes it easy for us on a human level to view Iran as an enemy nation and to not have any empathy for his people. Yet Jesus himself said in Matthew five forty four, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So the people who we are quick to view as our enemy, we need to be praying for them. And this includes people in Iran, both believers and unbelievers. Not everyone in Iran agrees with what their leaders are doing. If you follow the news, You know that there have been protests happening all across the country. People are venting their anger, they're upset, they're frustrated. Unemployment is high. Inflation is high as well. And Iranian currency is losing its value. All of this has led to more than 80% of the people now living below the poverty level. And for many young Iranians, the future looks bleak. From a spiritual standpoint as well, many of these people are not finding any hope in Islam. So how can we pray? Let's start with the believer. Recently, I received an email from Open Doors USA, a great organization that keeps up with what's going on with persecution of Christians around the world, and they keep people informed about how we can be praying for them. In this email, they talked about a family of four. A husband a wife and two sons the husband and wife were Muslims and eventually long story short they became believers as a result their families rejected them the husband lost his job and the family became social outcast they were rejected by their neighbors and their friends they ended up joining an underground church and through that church They were arrested by the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. Both the husband and wife were put in solitary confinement and beaten, and they were even threatened with death multiple times. After they got out of jail, they couldn't find jobs, and the kids weren't allowed to enter school. The harassment was constant, and they finally decided to leave Iran, and they now live in Turkey. Now, if you're familiar with what's going on in Turkey today, the situation is not as bad as Iran, but Christians are persecuted there too. And this couple, anytime they leave more than a few miles from their home, they have to get permission from the police to do that. This couple is just one example of what happens to Iranians who dare to share their faith, especially if they leave Islam, which is a basically a blasphemous thing to do in the eyes of fellow Muslims. So to become a Christian in Iran takes great courage and we need to be praying that God would sustain Christians in Iran and help them to not be afraid to share their faith and not be afraid to be part of house churches where people teach and encourage one another. And we need to also be praying that other believers who are still in prison do not become discouraged by their loneliness or persecution You can imagine what it must be like, especially if you're in solitary confinement, you're not allowed to interact with other people, and the people who are beating you are constantly berating you, belittling you, mocking you, hitting you. How discouraging that must get. Now, on the Voice of the Martyrs website, there's a place where you can also go to find out ways to pray for those in Iran. And for believers, here are some of their suggestions. We could be praying for printed and online materials that can help Christians to grow spiritually, to be available to them. We could be praying for printers who secretly print the Bible in Farsi. Many people in Iran do not have their own Bible. And there are online resources and broadcasts that reach into Iran. We need to be praying that people can find these material, find these broadcasts online or on radio whether intentionally or by accident. And we need to be praying that each time an avenue of ministry gets discovered and is shut down, other avenues of ministry open up so that Christ's ministry and the spread of the gospel can continue. Now, there are also some ways we can be praying for unbelievers. You may have heard about an interesting phenomenon taking place in the Islamic world. When you hear or read about former Muslims and their testimony, about how they came to Christ, you'll hear in many cases that Jesus appeared to them in a supernatural vision or a dream. Evidently, for a surprising number of Muslims, the journey to receiving Christ as Savior began in a dream that they received. In fact, several years ago, someone shared with me the story of an Egyptian teenager who prayed to God and asked him whether he was the God of Islam. And the next night, that teenager had a dream in which Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and I will show you the way. Now this teenager hadn't read the Bible yet, so he had no idea that this was a verse in the Bible. But this is what got him started on his journey. And we can be praying that those who have such vision will be able to find a believer who can help them to understand the significance of their dream and share the gospel with them and lead them to Christ. And we can be praying that such people would also find an underground church that they can be a part of so that they can learn from the Bible and be encouraged. As I mentioned in last week's podcast, many of these underground churches are very small. They only have four five, six people, but they're very important for they're helping to continue an important ministry, and they're helping to spread the gospel so that more people become Christians. Now, another way that we can be praying for unbelievers is that those who are unemployed or unable to meet their physical needs, that they would become aware of their spiritual needs. We can be praying that they would recognize Islam's inability to bring true fulfillment of any kind. This is just a sampling of ways we can pray for both believers and unbelievers. And as we look at what's going on today, as we look at these emails and reports from Open Doors USA and from Voice of the Martyrs, we can see that God is clearly at work in Iran. We're told there are now many thousands of believers and that the underground church is growing. And many of these believers have been arrested and imprisoned. They need our prayer. So, every time you read about Iran in the news, about the ways that Iran acts as an enemy, we need to be remembering to be praying for the people, for those who have open hearts, for those who are searching for the one true God, and for those who are already believers, that they would have courage, be able to endure, and be unashamed of their faith. Thank you for joining me for Foreshadow's Report. Next week, I look forward to looking at our next prophetic hotspot, Russia. And if you'd like to find out more about other prophecy resources I've developed, you can do so at stevemillerresources.com. And before we conclude, I want to give a very special thank you to Harvest House Publishers for making this podcast possible.